they are just suffering um, from some deep trauma um, and they, they can be reasoned with, I just know it. And I feel that. And, 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 and it doesn't matter um, what anyone uh, says to me about it, you know? And, and we can all live in peace, I believe that. Our scene opens with the sound of the quiet shuffling of a library. You can hear carts shuffling quietly with the occasional squeak of a wheel, clacking of computer keyboards and the occasional sniffle or clearing of a throat. It's early morning. The library's only been open for half an hour or so at this point. Candace, why don't you tell us about your character? Uh, what are they doing right now? What do they look like? And how is their morning going? Okay, um, their name is Dewey Butler. Uh, they use they, them pronouns. Um, they are about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, kind of tall, um, pretty stern look on their face. They're shelving books um, and glaring at some children, uh, some teenagers that are making a ton of noise. Uh, by the computer section of the library um, and is, is about to walk over and tell them what for and just like hush them swiftly. They have um, their hair kind of like piled on top of their head in like a super messy like bun looking thing and they have like random like tools sticking out of it like they have like a like a um, so a bunch of pens and pencils and there's like a little like teeny ruler that they use when they're trying to line up all their books on the shelf. Um, and they're, they're just always frazzled. The camera pans over to another character perusing the shelves currently. Um, Katie, tell us about your character. What <laughs> does she look like? And 
what brings her into the library? Yes, yes, thank you so much. Yes, you're so sweet. Uh, I'm Dr. Heather Fields. Um, I am a behavioral therapist. She, she, you know, I. she always wears blouses and lots of jewelry and is always carrying around crystals um, in a bag. And um, just in case, you know, there's no, there's no harm in that. And yes, oh, what, what was I saying? Yes, um, I'm at the library. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. The occasional honking outside isn't anything new to any of you, so it, um, it doesn't sound odd or off. But it does seem like a much noisier day than usual outside today. Um, Heather, you you find a couple books that you're looking for, uh, and you begin bringing that up to the front where um, Dewey has just finished scolding some of the kids and sees you walking up, and you're able to kind of walk around to um, finish this transaction. Uh, so the two of you kind of come face to face. How, how many books do you have? Oh, oh, how many? Oh, numbers are. I don't, I don't really believe in finite things, but I guess if you, if I had to say, I have four. Four books. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, library card. Oh yes. Um. Here, here it is. Yep. All right. I scan the library card and I kind of like look at her picture. And I see like this, like, like she's cheesing so hard in this picture. And like, I look up and she's making like the same face at me. And I just like, give it back. Yes, all right. Uh, field stone. Oh, it's fields, dear. I know that's a you're famous a, name. You're a, uh, you're a doctor? Yes, yes. I am Dr. Heather Fields. Nice to meet you. And what is your name? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Dewey ma'am um what kind of doctor dresses like this if you don't mind me asking and reads non-fiction books about zombies oh well if you must know i am a phd i did my um doctoral thesis uh in, in, in cultural anthropology but today um i find myself um tipping on the edge of being a cultural um neck Apologist, because I am learning about the undead. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. I see. Well, do you get it? I made a little. I made a little joke. <laughs> that that's that's very good. That Thank is you. hilarious. Um, wouldn't have expected humor like that from you. Thank you. Um, You're welcome, Dewey. Dewey. That's a very interesting name. Um, what's the um. What's, what's the what's 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 behind that name if i might ask it's actually my middle name um my mom and my grandfather were both librarians and they're fond of the system so oh my yeah it's goodness. a little inside joke i <laughs> yeah. like it well yeah. you can see i have a similar sense of humor yeah quite quite so quite so <laughs> uh, yeah um uh, here you go take take these books uh if you need anything, um, I'm not a reference librarian, but I could probably help you find it. So just oh, sure. Thank you. come give me a holler. Thank you so much. I will. Is it okay if I take take these over to that um, little sitting area and just start um, paging through them? 
Yeah, I'd stay away from the kids' corner though. Those teenagers are trying to look up some porn, so just <laughs> stay away no, from there. Oh. I've already yelled at them three times today. The naked body is beautiful. It's beautiful. I I don't begrudge children um, sexual uh, intimacy. Or well, no, I'm sorry, not sexual intimacy, but I, learning about it early. I think it's I think it's brave. We've got tons of blockers on, so all they can really look at is some high-class art. So, I see. I, I, I think see. it'll be all right. You know. I see. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. At this point, you both hear a louder noise outside, and it's something that maybe seems a little off. I'm going to have both of you make a spot listen roll. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. Well, I failed very badly with a 77. <laughs> I failed medium bad with a 48 out of 47. Medium bad. 48 out of 47. Uh. Baby, baby bad, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you, it was just some sort of crash. You, you couldn't really tell what it was, but you're, you're assuming somebody probably ran their car into another car and there's gonna probably be a fight outside and you're just kind of like, peeking out, not really seeing anything, and going back about your day. Um, Heather walks over to the table with her books, and uh, what does Dewey do? Uh, I think Dewey um, starts kind of shelving near Helen to kind of like spy on them and see like what they're like, what they're doing. Like they've never, they're, they're completely confounded by both their <laughs> exuberance, like her exuberance and her uh, her subject matter that she's looking into, and uh, they're very convinced that something suspicious is going on. So they so linger. You're like, kind of. Yeah, you're like coming up with excuses to go by those shelves and kind of yeah. like peek over to see what uh, what this studying looks like. What does this studying look like? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. Um, so I, she's got her feet up you know, on the chair and just like an almost impossible position, just getting very comfortable. You can tell she probably reads this way at home in like a very fluffy beanbag chair. And she doesn't notice anything because she's so just ensconced in in this reading. And she's probably also um, reading out loud a little bit, you know, not, not disrespectfully loud, of course, but, you know, a lot of Oh, interesting. And I see the skin, the skin, stuff like that. Skin? <laughs> Not creepy at all. Um, I love it. There is another loud noise that not only grabs your attention but you see a few other people deeper into the library also like their heads snap and they look towards this front door looking out you can see people kind of like running by the doorways and at first you thought someone was probably just on a run they run by and then you see another one run by you see a few more people run by, and then you see a car speed by in reverse, trying to back up from somewhere. What do you do? Um, I, I run up to the second floor 
um, there's like a balcony kind of that looks out over the, the city. And um, I go out there to try and get a better look of okay. what's happening. What does Heather do? Have I noticed it at this point? Is it loud enough to Yeah, yeah, I do. It was kind of like more of an annoyance at first, but the noises keep happening. You just hear vehicles speeding by. You hear people shouting also. Um, I will probably uh, go to peak to see what's happening. Yeah, so put my books in my um, bag have a little peek at the door. Perfect. Uh, Dewey heads upstairs and Heather walks over towards the door here, kind of peeking out. Um, do you just look out of the glass door or do you kind of open it up to peek out? I just look. I okay. Just look. Um, so as soon as Dewey goes through the doors that lead out onto this balcony area. The sounds are clearer. You hear shouting. You hear screaming. And as you begin kind of looking down at the chaos that is growing and building on these streets, you see vehicles attempting to speed away. You see some sort of intersection where a vehicle is attempting to speed away. Another one's coming down, slams into that vehicle, slams it up against another one, completely blocks off that road. You can see people running around in in chaos and you're not sure where they're going. They don't seem to be sure where they're going. You see people running in various different directions and you're not sure what they're running from. You're trying to find out what they're running from. It's just like the screams and the crashing. And then you see somebody tackle someone else. You can see as they're running away, they leap almost out of their vehicle and slam into another person. The bodies roll, and then you watch blood spatter across the bricks of one of the buildings. Spatter again in the other direction. This person is ripping this other person to shreds. You hear more screaming. People are beginning to run away from that event there. Heather, as you are looking out, your vision, you can't see quite as much. You're very limited to what is outside of this doorway here. And you can see vehicles moving. You can see one vehicle kind of spins and slams into the um, uh, stoplight post, slams into it. The whole vehicle kind of crunches. You see an airbag go off. You see someone pushing that door open and falling out of the passenger seat, bloodied injured and as they kind of begin to crawl and try to stand up you see someone else sprint over grab onto them and bite into their neck and shoulder you watch as they move their face away blood spatters you see flesh hanging from their lips as they look back up and they look into the eyes of this screaming person and then you see someone else moving staggering directly in front of these library doors. And you can I lock the head. door? Yeah, you can reach over, you grab onto the lock and turn it. Lock that door, you see the head turning in your direction. And you watch as they take a couple shambling steps forward and <laughs> slam into the glass. You can see with each palm impact, the glass kind of spider webs out. And you can see blood 
from their palms start seeping into the spiderweb cracks on the door. They bring their, fist, their hands back and boom! I'm running, I'm running. Head. All right, you turn around. You hear the, the teenagers in here. You hear them kind of mumbling to each other, like, the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? And they kind of start just backing up behind one of the shelves. Run, children! Do Where'd we? I hear that from upstairs, and I, like, come hauling ass down the stairs. Do we what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Uh, Could you break something? What What was that? No, there's a terrible hubbub outside, and it's a, there's a, some murder. <laughs> ah! They're trying to get in! I take a look at the reference desk and I see that there's like a like a like a like a heavy cart that has um kind of like a bunch of like AV equipment and stuff on it and I just like run and push it in front of the doors and I try to like find things and I call to the teenagers, get your asses over here! We need to barricade this door. Come on, let's go. And I okay. just start pushing things in front of the door. I don't I think it might be this is this is this is amazing. <laughs> I think it might be what's in the book that you. Oh my, never mind. Oh my, okay. It's there was a diagram in one of those books I was looking at of this, and it's a. Before you can say that, the glass shatters as the car is pushed up against this door. The glass has just shattered inward from both impacts, so you can see basically like from chest up, the glass is gone from this door, and they're trying to reach in. You see arms lash out at you. Um, Dewey, I'm gonna have you go ahead and roll either Intimidate or Persuade hmm. for shouting those directions at those teenagers. Okay. Um, I am going to roll... Where... I see. I'm gonna roll Persuade. Okay. Oh my gosh. I think I got a one. Zeros and then a one, right? Zero, zeros zero, and a one. one? Yeah. Yeah, that's a one percent. Damn. Oh God. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> they're immediately just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they immediately start rushing over. You see one of them, like, try to grab onto one of the bookshelves to see if it'll move, not knowing that, like, it's, you know, fixed. It's not going to move. And they quickly give up on that, and they begin looking around. The other two rush over, and they begin grabbing the table that... Heather was at, flipping it over and carrying it over to this door. You can see them, like, put it on the other side of the cart to try to block this door. They're both holding it as the glass is just disappearing from this doorway, and this frenzied person is trying to reach over and, like, attempting to climb this table to get over it. Stop doing that! Stop doing that! You're just projecting! This is not you! Ma'am, there's there's no reasoning with this person. He's dead. Okay? He's he's dead. Look at him. He's dead. He does he does look he does As he look opens dead. his mouth and it's just like his blood is just oh, okay. filling out. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's okay. disgusting. <laughs> Don't let any get on you kids, alright? Just library has liabilities, just be safe, alright? Perhaps there's something in this book about how to um stop them. This is why you shouldn't be reading nonfiction, ma'am. You gotta remove the head or destroy the brain. I'm pretty sure I'm very well versed. I read a lot of comic books. So. Oh. Shrieking, snarling, coming from outside. And you can still kind of see, you know, over this table, 
and as you kind of peek over, you see the one frenzied attempting to kind of like push and climb over this table, but you see four more spilling into this doorway and like slamming into the one that was already here. The table boom, shifts just a little bit. I'm gonna make a strength roll for these teenagers. Wow. I got a 21 and a 13. So these teenagers, after you said, don't let any of it get on you, they kind of like hunkered down. They crouched down below this table and they're kind of holding it with like, using their legs and their shoulders to just kind of hold this table here. But as these other forms slam into the table, the table shifts and moves and they have to kind of fight to push it back up against this doorway. They're looking out, they're like, we're gonna need something heavier. Yeah, uh, hold on a second. And I go in the back and um, I grab one of like the book dolly carts that are back there. And um, there's like a really big, like heavy kind of case um, that has like a bunch of like file folders and things like that in it and like artifact kind of crap that's back there. And um, I try to use the dolly to kind of maneuver. Um, would I need to roll strength for this? Um, I'm going to say if you're wanting that to be heavy enough to keep that door blocked, yeah. yes. But okay. you can have help with that if you would like. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I kind of look around and see if there's like anybody there. Like I know there's a janitor around here somewhere or, you know, maybe some, some other individuals that aren't the teens, obviously. I'm not going to ask the doctor for help because she looks very slight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that she's going to be literally like muscle up um but i just call i try to call someone over if i can um there was that one teenager that was like trying to move the bookshelf itself um they will definitely run over i will say with their help um i will give you a 20 percent bonus to this Ooh, okay oh cool i got a 12. nice yeah nice um yeah so the two of you are able to kind of like drag this over, place it in front of this table just in time. Because as you're shoving this in front of the table, the table splinters. You can see pieces of it kind of like pushing outward, but you slam this, you know, shelving unit up against this and it stops it. You're not sure how long it will stop it for, but it seems enough to where these teenagers could let go and it will hold. I run back over to like the reference desk that's in the middle of the library and I grab um, the intercom, like a little speaker microphone. Okay. And I say, attention all library patrons. Uh, all hell is breaking loose outside and we're gonna need to figure this shit out. Come to the, come to the reference desk, please. And as everybody kind of gathers, um, I just kind of go through my head of like what, what, what we have and where we can go to kind of like hold up. I feel like there would be, I don't know if I'm, am I allowed to say what I think? Absolutely. Like, so like I think about like the archives that are at the back of the library and there's like an emergency exit door back there um, that's only like it has no handle on the outside so it's exit only literally um, and it has like a heavy kind of armored door because that's where like we store the money at the end of the night um, it's where we have like all of our staff paperwork all the you know um, like archival works and things like that um, that no one can touch without permission um, so I just kind of start hurting people back there. Um, I say, hey, hey, teens, help me, help me round everybody up. Go upstairs, check and see if anybody else is up there and then haul ass down here, okay? Everybody this way. And I start with the doctor. You're gonna wanna go right back there. You see that big door? Head back there. We'll shut it when I get over there. 
It's gonna be okay, everyone. Single file. Calm, calm. Fucking calm. Okay. So your intent here is to hunker down in this little safe area that you are designating. Is that correct? I mean, as long as we can. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, from, from, from Dewey's perspective, like, like, from my perspective, I'm just... I see that there's craziness going on. I don't know if this is just kind of the pop-off and then there'll be like a lull where we can just kind of go out and try to, like once all the chaos calms down, because right now it seems like the dead are a problem, but just like walking on the street is also a problem, so. Okay. All right, then I am going to um, montage slightly. I'm going to say this library, the the teenagers have done what you asked. They with that what was that a one percent or something before? Yeah, they they're they are doing what you ask, and you can see a sincere fear in their demeanor and their eyes as they're checking their phones constantly. You see them like trying to contact people. Um, everyone that is currently inside of the library this early, which wasn't a whole lot of people, but it was a decent chunk, are all brought into the safe room. Um, We are going to say that this safe room also has like uh, the security camera monitors. Uh, You're able to see, you're kind of keeping an eye on those to make sure maybe so nobody was like hiding and didn't hear the call for, you know, gathering. In case there was anybody else you had to go get, uh, you're keeping an eye on those cameras. And there is one camera that you can pretty decently see the portion of the street right outside of the library. You can see the library door. You can see the sidewalk and, and basically like half the street. You watch for about an hour as these frenzied are standing there beating on this door. You can see each time they bring their hand back and swing again, more and more of the skin on their fingers are missing. And just blood is coating the door at this point, coating their hands. And after a little over an hour, they stop. And you watch them kind of back away. They seem to, were you saying something? Yeah, sorry. Could we also say that during that hour, I was reading those books to see if there's any information I could find that might be useful? Yes, yeah. Um, Dewey's watching the security cameras. You're reading those books, absolutely. Um, And as, as these frenzied seem to kind of like back away, they almost seem to shut down in a sense of like they forgot what they were doing. They just seem lost. They lower their hands and you kind of just see them looking around. They're turning their heads. They're not really turning their bodies a whole lot, but they're just kind of turning and looking around. Um, And you can see that the street before you, what you can see of it scenes emptied out, you'd have to get a better look to really know how many frenzied or or any 
bodies or people. You, you'd have to get a better look to see what exactly that scene looked like out there. But as far as you can tell, these frenzied aren't so frenzied anymore. They're just standing, lost. Doc, you see anything in those books? Kind of looks like uh, things might be calming down outside. Oh, let, me, let me see if it says anything about a dormant phase. So I'm gonna yeah. look in the index for something about that. Okay. Or maybe um, I, I don't know if I read anything about a timetable or... So let me ask, you have a, an array of books here. Um, and any that may even seem a little scientific or a little factual, make it very clear that that these are theories. These have, they have no scientific evidence of any of this. And you see most of them reference zombie media, saying, oh, if it was this sort of situation, this is how it would be. This is how, this is what would make sense to us. For instance, um, talking about The Last of Us, that is a fungus that gets into your brain and makes you your sole purpose to infect every one else in your hive, basically. So it's saying, if you were in this universe, this is what it would be. If you were in this universe, it could potentially be this. Nothing that you are reading from any of these books have a common, like a common knowledge with each of, other of these creatures yes is um, anything similar to like what i've actually witnessed so far yeah so i will ask you in your recent studies and research have you binged a lot of uh zombie films yes cool so i will say you're not finding anything from the books but thinking about the films that you have watched recently and seeing how quickly some of these frenzied appeared to move and how bloodied they are and aggressive they are. It's the first thing coming to your mind is like 28 days later. <laughs> Candace has seen 28 days later. <laughs> it's a real shame. Um. <laughs> oh god! I wanted like the slow. Nope. You, know, you wanted Romero zombies, but we got boiled zombies instead. Oh god! Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um. Well, I'm afraid that if they are slow now, it's because they don't see or smell anyone, and if they do see us that we would have to be very sneaky or if we if we do go outside i, I meant but yeah, i don't I, think we can stay here forever yeah i'll second that plus we don't know what's doing this if god forbid any of us i i don't want to think about it but if any of us have uh have whatever this is yeah. we're definitely going to need to get out of this little ass room 
do you have any weapons or anything that could be used as a weapon? Uh, I'm not supposed to have weapons on the premises. It's a library, and I've been told several times that I'm not supposed to have weapons. I see. So, so do you? <laughs> yes. Okay. I do. <laughs> I, do. I don't judge you. Listen, Let's I'm just... I'm I'm a big horror fan, and um, you know, I was I was a scout for a long time, and you know, you always got to be prepared. So. I understand. I understand. I I, I do have some things. Um, my, my coworker Lila, she's on the softball team. There might be a bat in her stuff. I don't know. Oh, okay, that is good. I, I definitely don't have enough ammo for everybody. That's fine. I can take a bat. How many people are in here with us? Is it just I'll the three teenagers a, and us? The three teenagers, the two of you, and I think probably like three more people, but they haven't said anything. Um, they're just kind of sitting around quietly. They seem pretty shaken up at this point. Um, one of the teenagers does kind of look up and they say, what do you mean if one of us has it? Do you think, do you think it, it's contagious? Like, do you think we were like sick? I mean, um, I don't know. There's, uh, there's a lot of reasons this could be happening, honestly. Uh, Dr. Fields probably knows, uh, has, has a more fresh picture of this in, in her mind, but could be a virus, could be a chemical reaction, could be, you know, magic. I mean, I never thought I'd see this day. I mean, I had suspicions. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, we could. We could. Does, does anyone feel feverish? You see them kind of looking at each other. Well, I mean, I don't really feel very good, but I, I don't. She would just go right away and put her hand on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, kind of inspecting everyone in here. Like clammy, Nobody... clamminess, yeah. feverishness. Everyone feels fine. Um, children, I think you're all right, but I fear that we may. Oh. We may have to leave. Did, did any of you drive here? Um, they're kind of looking at each other, and one of them's like, I, I, I took the bus, and he kind of looks over, and the other one's like, I, I walked. I just don't know. Uh, do some of you want to stay here? See if we can go out and maybe find some help? Oh, yes. That yeah. is a good idea. You stay and, and the adults will go and, and see if we can figure out what's going on. Well, and and if 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 they chase you or something, you might need to come back in. And no, no. Point. You don't know if we're going to still be ourselves. Oh, you yes. might be able to see us on the camera and we might look like us. We might even sound like us. But I watched someone jump out of a leaping, slept, leapt right out of the moving car. So uh, I, I'm, I'm just not sure. When we knock seven times, all right, seven times, that's how you know it's us. Oh, perfect, perfect. It's it's just um, like the old da, 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 da. So just wait for that cadence and do not open it for any anything else. Don't. Okay. They kind of glance at each other and they're like, all right. Go ahead and raid these lockers if you need anything. Um, be good. Good luck. 
Thank you. Yeah, we'll need it. So I um I I go to like the far end of this room and um like I flip the switch to, to make sure that the alarm doesn't go off. Okay. And um I kind of like just as quietly as I can push the like the little like you know how like doors like have the big bars that kind of push uh -huh. in? I push like as quietly and as softly as I can to and very, we, very we gently weapons, open the door. Right? Yeah, I have yeah. um I have a gun in the back of my pants. Okay. And, and I imagine you probably have the bat. The bat, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um all right, so you are pushing open this back door. I'm gonna have you both make a spot or or just whoever if one of you is peeking out first, just make a spot listen roll. I got a 31 on 47. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> I didn't see nothing. <laughs> okay, so you are peeking out. You do see two figures kind of standing behind this building. They're not super close to the door, but you do see them maybe, maybe 30, 40 feet away, um, just kind of standing kind of wobbling a little. I say very quietly. All right, doctor. How far away are they from my from my jeep? From my jeep? Um Do we have to pass them to get to it. Yeah. Okay. All right, so my car is over there. It's about, I don't know, 20 feet away. Yeah, uh are you fast? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm wondering if I should just give this to you and make a scene or... I just don't know. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first and I'll, uh, I'll run past the Jeep. You head in, take the keys, get it started. All right? And like, I, I put the keys in her hand and like, I take a really deep breath and I just kind of like go tearing out, <laughs> go tearing out of the door, um, past those two. Okay. And then I kind of like take a sharp right to try to like lead them around and away from where she's going to need to go. Okay. So you take off from this doorway. At, you're a couple steps through and you see them kind of like become aware their heads shoot towards you and as you sprint around them they lunge for you you're able to sprint past them they slam uh, Heather has a perfect view of them like their faces slamming into the wall after leaping after Dewey slamming in you hear teeth break you see blood kind of scrape um, as they have slammed into this wall but Dewey makes it. Dewey's running past, and you see both of these figures bounce off this wall like it was nothing, turn, and start sprinting after Dewey. You just hear the snarling, the gurgling of the blood as they are running. Dewey, you get to the corner of the building, and you make a sharp right, and your heart sinks. For a brief second, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to make a split-second decision here. 
as you are rounding this corner, you see this street is full of crashed cars and various unaware frenzied. As you're turning this corner, you hear the snarling of the frenzied behind you and you see the twitching of the frenzied in the streets as the sound is bringing attention to them. What do you do? Um, I try to kind of faint and go back the way, like shoot back the way that I came. Like I try to kind of like, like I cut that right and I see everybody and I just try to like kind of pivot and then head back around trying to avoid the frenzy that are right there in the alley with me as best as I can as I just haul ass toward the Jeep. I'm gonna have you make an endurance roll for me real quick. Eh, maybe endurance is wrong, hold on. Trying to think here, cause there's not exactly like an athletics. So maybe I'll have you make a strength. Strength, okay. Yeah. Cause it's not like you've been running for a long time or having to like hold something for a while. So yeah, strength will work. No, I got a 70. Okay. Um, and that's a 70 on a 30. So that's okay. bad. So I will say as you are turning there's a moment where you're gonna turn to try to just say, fuck it, and head for the Jeep. But as you're turning, you see both of these frenzied behind you. They have gained on you so quickly. With a 79, I fail. Um, as one of them lunges for you, you, you can feel their, their gnarled hands try to grab onto you. They do grab onto you, but with your speed, you're just turning and you start running. They do kind of fling you a little bit and you hear a little bit of your clothing kind of rip as they're just still holding on to it. You're just lucky it's not your skin. As you just sprint, you're not going to be able to make it to the Jeep. Not with that many failures. So I ask, would you like to keep trying? Which would mean it's going to be much harder. Or would you like to run back to the safety of the library? So the library door only opens outward? I assume. Because there's no handle on the outside. Right, and I will ask Heather, is the door kind of open enough for you to have seen Dewey like run off and then all of this would have happened very, very quickly or would you have immediately closed the door? I'm out. Yeah, I'm I'm out and the door's closed. (laughs) I'm trying to like, just like book it. Is there another way to run? I think I think I I think I take my gun out and try to just try to shoot like whichever one is closest to me okay. to try to defend myself because I don't sure. want to put like the kids in danger. That All sucks. right, go ahead and make a uh, firearm pistol roll. <laughs> I got a forty nine on a forty seven. Oh! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> you fire. Uh, the echo rings out and you hear a chorus of frenzy just kind of coming to life at this point. You hear the gurgling, you hear the snarling, and then you can see from both sides of this alleyway limbs as 
frenzied are beginning to spill into this alleyway from all directions. I scream back at, um, back at the doctor. They're coming. They're coming. It's, it's, I'm fucked. Just get out of here. Just go, go find help. Is there anywhere for me to go? Other as than... you turn, as you turn, try to head out like the other side of this alleyway. They're coming from there too. You have a jeep. <laughs> the, not from this alleyway here. Getting, getting across this alleyway to the park. Just to, like, come the back. We'll go back library. in the library. All right. Come on. And I, I go to the door and I like do like the knock, 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 like the shave and a haircut, but like really fast. I'm just like. <laughs> I would like for you both to make a composure roll for me. And I will ask at this point, do either of you have coping mechanisms? Yes. Oh, yes. Is it something you can use right now? Um, technically. <laughs> Mine is visualization. <laughs> Mine is I secretly do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so tell me, we're gonna say um, you don't have to roll um, to hide that, Dewey, only because you're both so occupied right now mm -hmm. that nobody's really around to see it. So I'm okay. not gonna have you roll. I will ask, Heather, what does your coping mechanism look like? Well, usually, when there's something that's scary on the outside, I try to make it calm on the inside by pretending, visualizing whatever I'm seeing as something that I like that is non-threatening. So right now, um, these are all darling alley cats. And um, I also like to use positive self-talk. So I'm just at the same time saying, these cat, these are cats that, that they just want a home. And also, Heather, you are strong enough to power through this moment. It's just a moment. Amazing. Both of you make your composure rolls. You have a 20% bonus to those for using your coping mechanisms. Oh, I got a five. Oh, 18. <laughs> wow. That's the first That's low good. roll I've gotten today. That's it's the very, cocaine very is what it is. That's very, very it's good the because- cocaine and positive self-talk. <laughs> <laughs> cocktail. You want to know what would have happened if you would have failed? I would like to know, yes. You wouldn't have got the knock right. Goddamn. <laughs> so now I see who we're, who we're playing with at this table. <laughs> Wouldn't have gotten the knock right. Diabolical. Would the kids still have let you in? Probably. But it would have been really funny. Um, <laughs> I know you would have scolded them. That was not the right knock. Um, okay, so this door opens and you are immediately like pulled in basically to this to this safe room. And the, the teenagers that opened it up they reach over to shut it and they're looking out and it's just one quick scene of basically like World War Z style, these infected like swarming up the side of this wall and sprinting towards this door. Boom, they slam the door closed. 
both of you like trembling at what you have just seen outside the teenagers kind of like pull you up make sure you're okay they're they're like the three of them are just talking all at the same time one of them's like are you okay and one of them's saying i i heard a gunshot and the other one's like did you see how many of them were out there and they're just talking over each other and you both just find you don't have there's there's not the correct words to properly say what just happened, what you just saw in a matter of not even 60 seconds outside of the safe room. And at this point, the camera kind of pans out just a little bit. You almost see like the time lapse of the sun kind of moving up further into the sky moving down on the other side. You've collected basically whatever anyone had packed for their lunches. Kind of had that for dinner spread between those of you that are here. You're watching the cameras. You see there's a lot more frenzied close to the building now from what had happened. It's like a, it's like a cycle. You look at the cameras, you get too nauseous to look at the cameras and you find something else to look at until you get just curious enough to look back at the cameras again. It's just a constant cycle. It's fairly quiet for the majority of the night as well. A car speeds by until both of you hear what sounds like a bell tolling. Like a church bell, loud. In the dead of night, one toll, two, three, four. This this church bell is rung a few times. Only really audible because of how quiet it is in this building right now. Do either of you have any sort of reaction to this? I look up and um, and I kind of like motion to the teens to stay quiet. Do you think maybe they're gonna move? Maybe they're gonna head over there toward that sound. It is very loud. I look back up at the cameras to see if there's like any movement in the direction of where the chimes are coming from. Yeah, you you see quite a bit of movement. There are quite a few that seem to be moving and swarming in the direction that this toll is coming from. But you see some of them, the toll almost seems to be echoing just right to where they're confused as to where it's coming from. So you see some of them just like turning around and looking in, in various locations. So it's definitely not like emptying out the streets like you would wish, but a lot of them are on the move. The ones that are not on the move, however, are aware and awake, so to speak. It seemed like when we were out there, they responded to us when we made noise. 
but not before that. They didn't seem to smell us when we opened the door. So perhaps it's um, only an audible uh, or visual um, element. So if yeah. we could go quietly, maybe we could make it. That seems to check out, Doc. I think uh, I think that might work. And, and, and I think we, we must abandon any hopes of, of driving anywhere. We're going to have to travel on foot and, and go, you know, in, in alleyways, crevices, any, anywhere that might be hidden. I explained the plan um, to the teens. And uh, I look at Heather and I say, um, I don't know if I have quite the composure it's going to take to get out this door. Do, do you want to go first or? I will do it. Uh, before I do, let me just say, Dewey, I'm glad to have met you. I think that um, we, we could have been friends and I hope that we make it out of this. Um, you're, you're obviously a bright uh, soul and person. So in case something happens, I just thought you should know you have a, you have a beautiful aura. Uh, th- th- thank you, uh, Ms. Fields. I, um, and like, she kind of like blushes a little bit. Um, I, yep. Thank you. You are also very kind and I appreciate your candor. And, um, I would very much not like to die a horrible death. Especially not in front of you. Nobody needs that that trauma. So, right. Something happens, okay. just just run away, okay? Just just go. Oh, Dewey, when we get back from this, I think we need to sit down in my office. You have this. I don't know if it's a savior complex or just a lack of self worth, but you mustn't sacrifice yourself. This is not the way. The way to live is to stick together. All right. I won't have it. All right. All right. Okay. That uh. That makes me feel a little bit better. Thanks. Good. Because I'm, I will not be running off like some kind of a runoffer. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, what is the plan? When we were outside before, we had the plan to go to the jeep. Did we see any other way that we could go? that would not be trying to get to the street and the car, like somewhere we could cut through or behind things like laundry hanging on a line or um, a stoop, anything that would that would look like a path that we might have been able to choose last time instead. Okay, so basically there's like this building that is the library itself. You have the little alleyway along the back and you have basically a wall that is about the height of maybe a little lower than like a one-story building and this parking lot is kind of around and up on top of this platform here so you could potentially working together climb that wall if you would like to climb up to this parking lot itself um other than that, it would have to be going around in, on either direction. And I will note, it is night right now as well. It would be a little bit easier to sneak around um, 
We might want to see if there's anything we could grab to make some noise by throwing in case we see someone and, and we, we're stuck. Something glass or something heavy. There's a, there should be a dumpster out there that we can maybe poke around. Yeah, well, uh, poking around is very noisy. Um, I'm just gonna look around and see if there's anything in here that might work. Make a surge roll. On a, a glass or crystal, a ward or a bottle. That's a 49 and I don't think I have, no, 46, but I don't have anything higher than that's that high. Can I look too? Sure. 34 on a 47. Okay. Um, yeah, so and Heather's just not finding anything and the only real thing you can come up with, Dewey, is is looking at Heather and seeing all the jewelry. It wouldn't make noise for a long period of time, but it definitely would be noisy if it were to clatter. How, how attached are you to your um, accoutrement? Oh, or this. Um, oh, my. Uh, I, I bought this at a, at a, at a, a wonderful retreat. Um, it was it was just like so much healing and love and there's a lot of spirits in here um, but I could let it go I think that might be our best bet at least until we uh, see some more refuse or maybe some bottles we can throw get it ready okay just let's just say I took it off <laughs> okay <laughs> All right. All right. So do you want to climb or do you want to try to sneak around the corner? I think I think on foot. I mean, it's nighttime. I don't I agree. I'm not very um I feel like it would be smarter and safer to stay on the ground. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Quieter too. All right. So <clears throat> once they're ready with their weapons again, we'll just as quietly as possible nudge that door open again. Okay. You push this door open and looking out the alleyway appears clear so we should go the other way from the way we went before i think we should probably stay away from that main street up there though there were there were just masses of them so we'll go the same direction so yeah i try to just stay very close to the wall. Sure. And um, just kind of follow Heather as they, um, as she kind of like maneuvers down this alleyway. Okay, I'm going to have both of you make a stealth roll for me. Four. Four percent. I got a a 28. I need to check what my stealth is. Where is stealth? It is on the right-hand side of your basic skills at the bottom. Okay, I made it. Nice. Um, 
Okay, so you, you're both moving silently. You've been out here before. You know what's at stake. So you are absolutely silent. You're walking. You can see that many have at least moved in the direction that the bell was tolling. A lot of them seem to have stopped before they got too far. And then again, looks like they forgot what they were doing. But you're able to move around and you do kind of head over to this parking lot where you see uh, vehicles shoved into other vehicles. You see um, a body actually laying like on the parking lot with, with like a tire iron in their grip, eyes frozen open, um, blood surrounding them. You see vehicles just slammed into each other um, you head over to your parking space. And your Jeep is gone. As angry as I want to be right now, maybe someone really needed it. I hope it got him far. Healthy attitude. You said we shouldn't we shouldn't drive anyway, right? That turnover is going to make... Yeah. Yes, I think we need to just walk. At this point, you hear something. You're not entirely sure what it is. It doesn't sound like the snarling and, and the yelling of the frenzy that you heard before. It's something else. Something shrieks in a way that makes the hair stand on your arm. You glance across the street where the sound is coming from and you see something impossible. You see a figure sprinting jump up and you see their fingertips clutch into the wall of the building and they begin climbing up no <laughs> they begin climbing <laughs> this is the beginning of me telling you no and once they get up to the top you see them turn and they're almost like perched in a way where they seem to be surveying the city and you see them look directly at you i freeze and just try to like blend in with my background. Both of you have kind of prefaced the I am a, I know about zombie lore kind of character here. So I'm just gonna have both of you roll your percentile die and you have to roll below a 50%. 14. 17. Nice. So you can tell as you're holding perfectly still, this thing is staring into your soul. Ooh. Stealth doesn't seem to be the um, the savior for for whatever this is. It is still looking directly at you, and it kind of breathes in, lets out another shriek. You can hear some of the frenzied moving around on the street as this creature is just looking at you. And then as it's sitting there perched on top of this building, it shrieks again and you see it like dive down and begin climbing down 
the building, back down towards the street to begin leaping and making its way your direction. Is there any sort of like opening or shelter nearby, like another doorway? Like if we were to try to just dart from cover to cover kind of thing? I will say, as you are kind of glancing around, you don't see another, there aren't many places for cover besides the vehicles here and Mm -hmm. shoved into this parking lot. I will say there does seem to be a bus that had like flung off of the street kind of into this parking lot. It's kind of wedged between two cars. If you could make it into that bus in time, there's a chance you can you can hide from this thing in that bus. Is that what you would like to try? Yeah, I feel like we have very few options. Okay. I am going to have both of you roll one speed die, which is just a d6. Six. Three. Roll one more time for Dewey because I also rolled a six. So now this one will determine... Four. Okay. Both of you frozen here as this creature begins climbing down the walls. And like once it reaches like one story's worth of height, it leaps off and you hear it land on the street and then just full sprint in your direction faster than these frenzied that you had seen. Just this just super athletic build sprinting towards you and snarling and screeching as it, it, it is running towards you. You can hear all of the frenzied in the street waking up and looking over at the noise that this creature is making and beginning to follow it. it they're swarming in like a river of infected at this point. Both of you frozen here for a moment. Heather like reaches over and grabs Dewey's sleeve and just pulls, pulls both of you towards this bus. You were able to rush over. You have to like climb up and almost slide over one of the cars to get to this bus door, push yourselves in and you just let yourselves slam down. You kind of like shimmy under the seats as good as you can and you're just sitting there closing your eyes as you hear these infected slamming into the side of this bus. Some of them are clamoring over it, climbing. They've lost track of you. You can see them pushing around, pushing through cars, slamming into windshield. You hear glass shattering everywhere. The windows of the bus shatter in from both sides. You can hear glass raining on all of the seats as you're just sitting there hoping, hoping that they cannot get in here. And we're gonna say the camera fades to black. As you are just hoping that you can last in here. Now we are gonna cut over to Shannon. The sun rises the next morning and your group has left for their task. The streets are bloody, they're a wreck. And you were overrun. 
you were pushed, you were, it almost seems like manipulated into certain directions from these frenzied, these, these strange infected that just don't seem to stop. You're pushed further into town until you're finally able to take cover in some sort of like mechanic shop where there was already someone holed up in the shop. His name is Mason. He kind of takes a few of you in, keeps you there until the streets quiet down. And as you head back out to do your task, you have, as dangerous as it is, you have a job to do. You have responsibilities you were given. And so as the streets quiet down again, you head out again, no matter how much you do not want to. All else fails, you, you just have to get back to that church. As you are rounding a corner, you see one main street. You see a library on the corner you see a parking lot that is just a crumbled mess of vehicles, shattered glass. And as you begin heading down that street, I'm gonna have you make a stealth roll for me. Who all is with me? It is you and there's probably We'll say there's one other person and then Mason as well. Mason is coming with okay. you. Ooh, where is stealth? There it is. Uh, my stealth is 38 and I rolled a 15. Ooh. All right. So you are staying pretty quiet walking down the street, which is really hard thing to do because of all of the glass that is just spread out everywhere. Um, you're paying closest attention to your feet, stepping in very controlled steps to not crunch on this glass. As you do see a few of these in infected or frenzied, whatever you want to call them, kind of scattered throughout. And then you hear smashing, like palms on the hood of a car. Something on metal. And drawing your attention, we're able to glance over. It's something you could leave alone, but it's also something that could draw the attention of things you don't want attention to be drawn to. So as you glance over, you see two of these frenzied seem to be 
One is on top of a bus, and the other is standing directly beside the bus, and you see them slamming their hands into it. Blood spattered up the side of the bus, dripping off the top of the bus from their just constant hammering. What would you like to do? Um, I look at the rest of my group, the rest of the group with me. <sighs> All right, I, I think we gotta distract him. Um, someone, does anybody have a good arm? Pretty throwing. Um, Mason's like, I'm, I'm pretty good. Maybe you can grab some of this debris and just chuck it. Maybe I'll chase it. Sure. Uh, he holds up. He has a nail gun with him uh, that he seems to have been using. Uh, I could I could try to get them away from from the bus, and I can try and sneak up behind them with this. Oh, that's a risk. I've been pretty good with it so far. God, it's your life. You see him kind of lean down, grab onto some of the debris around, and kind of looks over, and then he kind of arcs back and chucks this piece of debris. It flies, it slams into uh, basically like the door of a car and slams down. That clunk grabs both of their attention, and you see them turn in that direction. One of them hobbles over a little quickly and the other one is kind of more limping over kind of like you can tell one of their legs is just like twisted and snapped as they are making their way over um and for the first time for the entire night heather and dewey feel safe enough to move dewey and then um, are they, do we see any of them still against the bus or are they seem they, to be all They gone? appear to be, they appear to have wandered away. Okay. Made them. Do, oh, did we hear the loud noise? You probably heard a clunk. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's slowly get up and see what's going on. All right, easy does it. And just very, very slowly stand up and look out the window. Okay. Yeah, as those uh, frenzied are kind of shambling away, um, Shannon, you're able to see two figures like stand up inside of the bus. Whoa, whoa. We got people. Like people, people? Yeah, uh, I think so. Um, uh. I don't know. Uh, maybe if we like hum a song and they hum it back. I don't know. I'm scared. Uh, Mason kind of holds up oh, arms, kind of waves. He has his, uh, you know, nail gun in one hand and he's just waving to see if, see if he can even grab your attention. Do we? I see, I see something. It looks like someone waving, waving their arms. 
I don't I don't think one of these things would do that to you. No, that's that's a fucking person. Shit. Yeah, I don't know what we just accomplished. So, um, Heather's just gonna lean her head out the door and go, push, shave, and haircut. I would say we're probably too far to actually have heard if you're being quiet enough to not be heard by the frenzied. Okay, I didn't hear anything. I need to creep out a little further. I'm gonna. I'm gonna open my hands like this and then close them again. See if it's safe. And like I do that. Can I do like a quick they... a quick perimeter to see if I see any others? Sure. Um go ahead and make a spotless and roll. And go ahead and roll um uh difficulty die, which is your D6, but but it's like an advantage die instead. Does that make sense? Does it not matter? I rolled a 79 <laughs> with a six on the difficulty die, and then my spotless in is 38. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so glancing around, I mean, first of all, this parking lot is just, like I said, a crunch of cars. There are just cars everywhere. It's really hard to tell what is going on. Um, the street itself is almost the same way. You definitely see these frenzied in various places, but as of right now, none of them seem to be aware. All right, besides I'll the ones, yeah. the the hand motion. It looks like it's safe, but I don't know about getting over there. I'm going to try to open the door with my hands rather than using the lever. Okay, yeah, much quieter. You you can easily do so just very slowly, kind of push that. Um, yeah, easy enough. And I look at, at Dewey to determine exactly how much room they need to get out, and I only open it, like, enough for both of us just to get through. Perfect. I kind of shimmy out and um, I try to like avoid the broken glass that's all over the ground from the bus windows and make room for uh, for Heather to kind of join me on the ground and just keep, I'm like looking around out of my peripherals as I'm just very, very slowly like inching my way along the wall until I can get to a place where I can see like a clear kind of shot to these new people. Okay. Um, I, I will think, say- I think we'll try to make our way that way as well closer to them. Perfect, like this just very slow, gradual mm -hmm. movement toward each other until you do finally get close enough to be able to at least whisper to each other. Hi. Hey, why are you in the bus? Hiding from some terrible thing that had to crawled up the building and was chasing yeah, they were chasing us too. We're uh, we're trying to get supplies and food. Um, we we kind of have shelter at the church. Did you hear the bell? We did. Yeah, that was you. 
well, it was it was a guy who was a priest. Uh, he thought it might provide hope and kind of signal. There are also some children over there in the library. They're safe at the moment there. Um, should we try to get them out too? Yeah, food is gonna be an issue either way. Yeah, we. I'm pretty sure they're probably through all our rations. We just had, you know, a couple days of sandwiches and other snacks and things like that. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a grocery around here somewhere, but who knows if that's been picked over by now. At this point, um, Mason, the, the man with the nail gun, speaks up and he says, Look, um, I was with a group yesterday. Uh, we were holding up in an apartment complex. We, we blocked off like the entire first floor and we have we have food we have we have so much food we have plenty to go around why didn't you mention this earlier well i was um i don't think the building is overrun i i went into a room Look, we, someone in the building got, got bit, and we, we had her, we, we, he looks a little frazzled and he kind of like slows down. She was bit in the arm and we cut it off. We thought, we thought maybe, you know, and, and we had her in a room by herself and, and some stuff started happening and, and I went in the room to get her. But she was, she was like them. And he kind of points over to uh, the frenzied that are currently really invested in the piece of debris that was thrown. How do you know the bite had anything to do with it? It could be an airborne thing. Yeah. It could I, be I don't any know, number of things. We, we have a doctor with us too. A surgeon. Uh, she's the one that cut off the arm, and 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 she's learning about this stuff. I mean, maybe maybe she went in the room and, and saw after I left. I I was just super quiet and I went out the window. I didn't want noise wakes them up. I didn't want to wake them up. I didn't want to endanger the lives of everyone in that apartment building. So I. I snuck out the window and I left and I had to run. But if we go back, they'll know me. They'll, they'll let us in. But why did you leave? There wasn't a way back up. They've blocked off the entire fire escape and the entire first floor entrance. They would have to let us up a different way. Hopefully your surgeon is still alive. Didn't go check on that girl. They would have done it smart. He seems pretty sure about that. How far away did you say it was? It's a couple blocks, which is not a lot, but also a, a lot at the same time. So yeah. How many kids church? do you have? We've got three. Three teenagers. They're good kids. Yeah. Can they, can they follow orders? Yeah, I'd say so. So far, they have been mm-hmm. extremely responsive to Dewey here. 
feel like we gotta get them. I'll make sure to impress upon them how quiet they need to be. Maybe this time they'll listen. I can help with that. I've seen some things. We didn't get very far last night. We're about 20 feet from the door. I was in the middle of it when it happened. Oh my. I'm terrifying. I've just... I can't believe any of this is happening. Yeah, we need to get out of the street, though. You good? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I think I just start kind of like very, very quietly and slowly making my way towards the door and signaling to the others to come like after I've kind of stopped moving so that we don't make too much of a commotion. So I never described Shannon. She looks exactly how I look right now. (laughs) Except she's got like, um, not a two by four because that's too big for her. It's more like a two by three situation, but she's got kind of hunched on her shoulder. It's definitely been like ripped from a building or something. Perfect. My question for you, are we going into the library and like getting everything together or are we just telling the kids to come on and heading out? out. I think it's just a come on. All right. Um, Yeah, so easy enough. You head down to this door, do the knock. The kids open the door and you're, you're basically like, get your stuff, let's go. And you see them like kind of putting on bags and then tightening the straps. Is there anything in particular you would like to say to them or anyone else before you begin following Mason? Yeah, as, as the kids are like pulling on their packs and stuff like that, I um, like they're rustling a lot and they go, hey, hey, hey. I know I'm always shushing you kids when you're at the library. This is no different can't be making noise out there, right? Me and the doctor last night, we had we had an experience. Eventually, you're going to have to look upon this horror, too, but until that time comes, we're going to do the best we can to keep you safe, but you've got to be quiet. Quiet. Quieter than you've ever been before, all right? We're going to try to move as a team. We've got some new people. Be respectful. I can't tell you enough. Quiet. Here's, here's the deal. We've been in contact with the United States military. We're trying to gather as many supplies as we can, as many people as we can, and they're gonna get us via chopper in three days. We gotta survive that long. We gotta find people and food. So it is extremely important. She she takes a deep breath, like it's shaky. You follow orders, stay behind, and don't do anything stupid. You know, my working theory has been that these things could be reasoned with, but I'm beginning to think that I was wrong. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think anyone's gonna harp on that. Doctor, you've done the best you can, and the strength in numbers. Yes, And I look over at the kids. We're going to follow Shannon, all right? I 
Actually, we're gonna follow Mason. He knows the way. Yeah, um, Mason nods, holds up a finger to the kids to put that in their brains one more time. Be fucking quiet. And then he turns and nail gun in hand will begin leading down the street. Shannon has a little bit of a limp. You're avoiding the glass. That's the hardest part, and that is what makes this such a slow process as you are walking. It is like the most grotesque version of follow the leader because you have to continuously step where someone else is stepping because you know there's no glass there. Occasionally that step steps you directly into a puddle of blood. And you can, it almost makes it easier to follow the footsteps of the person before you. But you still feel that twinge in your stomach occasionally as you are walking past bodies with organs just ripped out of them and spread out across the streets. You see people- We should cover our mouths in case it's airborne. At that, the kids immediately like pull their hoodie strings, like pull their hoodies over and kind of tie the strings behind their heads. Um, You see people that were trapped in cars, Um, basically like the vehicles slammed into from both sides. You can see various bodies slumped over in vehicles. You can see some frenzied trapped in vehicles and you can just kind of see them like scratching at the glass in various places. Kind of like looking at you as you're walking by, just kind of slowly watching you. You can hear random groans and wails from various frenzied all around. They don't seem to be focused on anything in particular. You see some of them seem to have been trying to get into vehicles or trying to get into buildings. But just like last night, it looks like they forgot what they were doing. They're just standing around, lost, confused. It feels like you've been walking for hours and you've only passed one building. But you keep going and keep pushing forward. There is a moment as you are stepping around this cluster of vehicles that have just slammed into each other. You're pushing to go around and you see the trunk of this vehicle is popped open. And as you're kind of pushing around this, you're able to look in and you see camping gear of some sort. Packed up for a camping trip, you see like a tent, you see a cooler, uh, you see like um, lawn chairs, the type that fold up, kind of shoved back. And you see various like camping cooking equipment all shoved into the back of this trunk.
Mason just kind of glances at it and continues forward. Do any of you care to look further? I'm going to grab some of it. Okay, what would you like to grab? A tent. Sure. As you're walking by, you kind of reach over, grab onto the tent. It's like that, you know, like a cylinder uh, tarp sort of thing that it's wrapped up in, and you can definitely put like that strap around and carry that with you. Do I see any flares? Um, or like a flint kit or anything? Um, go ahead and make a search roll. Six. Six. Um, yeah, you go to continue forward and you're like, wait. And you kind of look back and you do see like basically a little fanny pack looking thing kind of shoved in here. Um, and as you kind of grab that, you open it up. You do see like a, a flint kit in here. Oh. No flares, but yes, you find a flint kit. Is the cooler like a handheld cooler or is it big? Yeah, yeah, it's handheld, one of those with just the handles on top. I'm gonna take that. Okay. Yeah, you grab some supplies out of this trunk and you begin moving forward once again. The sun is hot, there's no clouds. You're just sweating. Sorry, can I just also say that I put Twenty dollars in the trunk, and then I just mouthed "corn" to to everyone. You are pushing forward a little bit, and it's another one of those sort of like montage sections where the camera just kind of comes up. You have to move so slow. This is going to take you a while, and we kind of cut back to as. Mason kind of holds up a hand to stop and he's looking around and he points over to um, what appears to be like what's left of a gas station, like a convenience store gas station. You can see that a bus has slammed into it and there were multiple explosions, multiple explosions here. The whole front face of the um, convenience store itself is just blackened from this explosion, there are no windows left. Um, he kind of points to that and he kind of like motions drink and food and kind of shrugs. What, how do, how do our teens look? Um, from what you can tell, I uh, just determined. Definitely still scared, but determined. And they have been very quiet so far. Is it worth the backtrack? They look like they can press on. I'm most worried about them, so if yeah, they're I fine. It, I think it'd be better to stay focused and uh, <clears throat> um, just get to the apartment and figure out our next steps from there. Agreed. Doc? That's fine with me. I was, I was going to say I would follow I would follow your lead. Mason, do you think we should? Are you, are you okay with just pressing through? You turn to Mason, and Mason is looking directly at Shannon at this point. 
and there's like his eyebrows are kind of pulled together and he's just staring at her. What? It's hot. He seems to accept that answer and he turns and begins pushing on a little bit. As you are beginning to reach this apartment complex, you can see it. You can see there are bloodied handprints all across like the front entrance of this thing, like like these frenzied were just trying to get in for hours and hours and hours. You can see that the front door and most of the windows from what you can see from here, from the first floor are completely blocked with various furniture, tables, whatever it may be. And uh, Mason just says, trust me, we're not getting in. And he kind of motions to his nail gun. Um, we need to find a way, a quiet way to signal them, I think. I think. And he kind of glances over. Um, basically glances over to one of the smaller buildings right across the street from this apartment complex. Maybe we can head in there and, and try and signal him from from one of the, no, those windows are blocked. And he's sitting there and he's trying to think, we, we need a way to signal them that's not loud. Does anyone will have they, any idea? Will they be on, on patrol, always looking? Will someone no. always be looking? I'm not sure. I don't know contact. what the window status is now. Are there any are there any street lights nearby? Yeah. I will try a small thing first. I'll just take out my compact and just angle the mirror toward the light and the window to see if I can like morse code with it. Okay. Um I'll say it's easy enough. You're not like pressed for time or anything. You can take some time to really angle that. And you do so. You can angle it in the direction. You aim for quite a few different windows and in, in a few different levels. You can see that the first level and like the second story of the building, the windows are mostly blocked off. Um, the ones that aren't blocked off, you shine through but you don't seem to be getting any sort of response. That was a good idea. Mason kind of looks around. He's like, maybe we should, maybe we should get off the street for a minute, come up with an idea somewhere a little bit less exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hot out here anyway. Yeah. What um, if we you made can... a noise farther away that they would hear, but that wouldn't bring things on us. Do we see any um, fire escapes on the outsides of these buildings? Um, I will say as you are kind of like, Mason will, will kind of be leading you towards one of the other buildings just to have some sort of cover. And as he is like leading you in that direction, you see the fire escape for the apartment complex. There are like multiple bodies piled up on the fire escape 
um, and the window itself from the fire escape entrance seems to have been blocked as well. I mean, if we could get to the roof, that might work. I feel like the roof is ideal. I don't think a lot of people can fit in this tent, but we could pop it up, maybe take shifts if we really need to. And there might be a door up there that is unlocked. We can try to be helpful. Looks like this one is just covered with the dead. Should we try maybe next door? Yes. Is there a building that's close by? Um, Yeah, you can head to the closest building um, beside it if you'd like. Yeah. Um, All right, you head over to that building. Um, It doesn't look like it was even, like, attempted to be fortified from the inside. Like, whatever ran through this building ran through this building. Uh, You can see this whole lobby area is just absolutely destroyed and currently seems empty. Um, Are you wanting to head straight for the roof? Is that the plan, or...? I mean, I would like to go straight for the roof. I don't know what the, the group wants to do. I think with these kids, we gotta stay as focused as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now let me ask you, would you attempt to use the elevator, or would you use the stairs? Shannon is gonna request the elevator. All right, yeah, Shannon kind of like limps over to the elevator, pushes the call button, and that's when you're realizing there's no power in here. Sure you guess that, okay. Yes, it is. I, I see, you've got a, see you've got a situation with your leg there, Shen. Yeah, it's, uh, it's giving me a bit of grief. I'll just, uh, I'll take up the rear. Um, I don't want to slow anybody down. Would you like? Would you like to put your arm over my shoulders? No, it's. I'll, I'll use my stick. Thanks. Okay. Mason right. can lead the way, or one of you, and I'll make sure the kids. The kids uh, are in front of me. As we go up, I'm just going to kind of keep my eye behind Shannon to make sure nothing is sneaking up on her. Okay. Mason will lead the way with the nail gun. (laughs) Um, Up the stairs of this building. One flight, two flights, three flights. Shannon, I'm gonna have you make an endurance roll. That is not good. Uh, That is gonna be a 71 to my 38. Okay. Um, I'm also going to have you make a resist pain roll, and I'm going to have you add a difficulty die to that as well. Okay. That is a 28 to my 33. Nice. Okay, so you, you're getting fucking tired really quickly, but you're able to grit through this pain. Tell us what that looks like. Oh yeah, it's really loud. <laughs> We're trying to be quiet, but it's a lot of. Uh, 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 
up each single step and she feels like she's being quiet, but it's it's not. It's it's really obnoxious. And then she's not being careful with her uh, makeshift cane either. And it's kind of banging against the stair pretty loudly as well. I look down at her, um, like hearing kind of this, these noises that she's making. And um, like, I, I kind of like wait for the others to pass me and pull her aside. And um, I show her like this little like cigarette case that I have and I kind of click it open and inside is uh, my stash um, of assorted goods. And um, yes, I say, Hello. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah. Um, and I and I pull out something that's not going to like weigh her down. It's gonna help keep her on her feet. And um, as like as she's kind of taking it, I say, hey, and when it's when it's when we're safe, I've got something that'll ease you a little bit more than this. You just need a little burst until we get to the top, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's it. I just need to get up the stairs. All right. Well, we're gonna get through it. What was your name? Dewey. Nice Dewey. to meet you. Yeah, yeah, nice. Whatever the hell this is, thank you. I appreciate it. And then At I kind of like, point, I bop up to kind of like take my place again. Yeah, um, the two of you still, you've fallen maybe like five or six steps behind um, everyone else. And the two of you hear uh, the sound of like the doorbell jingle as like like really hard as the do- like door of this building has been shoved open and you can hear like brief little snaps and snarls from something searching for you you got to get a move on i kind of whisper all right um quiet even quieter double time yep yep yeah begin moving up these stairs before all of you can reach the ceiling. These stairs are, by nature, a little echoey. Every step is going to echo a little bit. There is a little bit of sound drawn to the stairway, and you're able to hear whatever frenzied got in here. You begin hearing their snarls and gurgles echoing up the staircase as they are attempting to push up and follow you up these stairs. Um, Mason makes it to the door that leads to the stairs, shoves it open, or at least to the ceiling, sorry, shoves it open, uh, begins, you know, coming through, pulling the kids in as well as you hear the shrieking and you can see rounding the corner, three frenzy that slam into the wall and they look up and their eyes like brighten at the sight of you and they begin sprinting in your direction just as the last two get through this door to the ceiling, to the roof. And, um, Slam the door shut, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> um, slam the door shut. You can hear the uh, frenzied slamming into the door from the other side, but you have all made it to the roof of this building. Is there anything we can do to barricade this? Anything to like wrench it shut? Do you see like a pipe or anything? I start kind of looking here, around. Here, here, here. Use this, use this. Oh, your, your, your stick? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And I just kind of like slip it through the um, the door handle. Um, I still try to look for something that's a little stronger just because 
again, they're more petite. Like she's more petite, so it's it's not as like thick as I would like. Mm-hmm. So I keep kind of trying to look and see if I can, you know, dismantle something uh, to get like a like a steel pipe or a lead pipe to put in there to reinforce. Sure. I would I would say there's probably there is like a tiny little like flower garden of sorts up here. It looks like I mean something maybe the owner had going on up here and there's a little bench next to it like an iron bench that you could probably use to really wedge that in and block off that door. Okay, I signal to Mason to kind of come help me with it so that we can yep. be as quiet as we can. You know, sure. screeching it across the cement of the top. Yeah, easy enough. You pick that up and carry that over. And one of the one of the teens at this point says, "Are we safe?" No. Oh. I mean, we're safer. Well, we're not dead, so I mean, the odds against that were pretty tight. So I think we're lucky. Hey, 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 Dewey. You, you said you had something a little stronger. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think we're we're good. We can just let Shannon rest for a minute. Yes. And I yes. um I pull out uh, some some pills, and I have like some water with me, and I just kind of pass them over to you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Of course. Well, what did you do? What before? Well, yeah. I, I'm I'm just a librarian. Um, oh. Interesting life outside of that, I guess some people might say, but librarian. I was a uh, little suburb reporter. Hey, that takes uh, takes uh, gumption. Yeah, if all the problems seem so important. Now they just seem such bullshit. Yeah, everything kind of seems like bullshit. You need to be prouder of yourselves. You need to take pride. Those are very important jobs. Yeah. They were. I mean, I guess, uh, I guess storytelling is its own sort of importance. Recording history, it's its own sort of importance. I guess uh, maybe we're not out of work, huh? I was doing it more for the entertainment, the spectacle of it all. I wasn't the best friend of the city council. Hey, no shortage of drama here, especially if we get in there. And I point over to the building. Yeah, I guess I just, I don't know, would have been more helpful or something. Can we see if any of the windows at the top of Mason's building are blocked off? Or if Um, they have anybody on their roof, maybe? I'd say this building um looking out at the other one you don't see any of these top floors windows blocked off hey uh doctor i i feel i feel bad asking you for it but what's your least important piece of jewelry in your collection are you planning to throw something i, I mean i'd like to Unless you got I, a good arm. I can you should do have you Mason one. do it. Mason's I can good do you throwing. one better. I have crystals. And um, of various shapes and sizes. So you can pick whichever one you want. And I will. Um, so you can take your pick. All right. 
I choose one that's kind of like barely bigger than a pebble. Cause I'm not trying to like haul off and fucking <laughs> crack the glass of this building. And um, I hear Shannon uh, kind of say, you know, you should give it to Mason. So I look over at Mason and I say, hey, got more where this came from, but uh, this is the smallest I could find. Maybe you can get their attention from up here. They know you, so might be oh, best. Moldavite, it's, it's incredibly rare, but very lucky. Good choice. Oh. He kind of glances down and I don't know how much has changed since I've left, but we there was nobody on these top few floors. We stayed at the safety of the bottom where we had blocked off. I can try to throw it that far. Oh, well, I take it back. Perhaps a, perhaps a common agate then. Oh, I just give him a different cheaper stone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, and he kind of glances down towards one of the lower floored windows that he knows someone might be behind. Okay. And you see him kind of like do a few like wind-ups basically. I just rolled a hundred. <laughs> That's my first one, just so you're aware. That is my first 100 percent interesting. So I'm gonna what say does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's real bad. I don't know. Um it's real I'm bad. Gonna he like say... throws himself off the Um, (laughs) there is a moment of hesitation right before he throws and he is about to launch down towards one of these lower windows when the three of you hear some sort of cry coming from basically the other side of the door that you had come through. Not not the other side of the door, but still on the roof, just the other side of where that door comes up. If does that make sense? Okay. A human uh, yeah, cry? It it seems like a human cry. Oh, I love Are the there word m- seems. It's such a great word. I just love it. <laughs> this like community garden, are there like um like two by fours and stuff, like making like a little pen? Like, how is that constructed, or is it just like flower beds? Yeah, because the because the like flooring of the rooftop itself is. I mean, nothing is going to grow on that. So you do have like half boxes from two by fours, kind of made here, filled in. Um, so yeah, if you wanted to kind of deconstruct that, you you, you probably could. Yeah, I want to kind of wrench one of the boards off. Sure. Um, Dewey is, like I said, like five nine, five ten, so a little bit tall, um, and has like broader shoulders. Uh, so they kind of like look down, kind of wrench it off, and um, I, I wave the doctor over. I heard some crying. That's more what you do. I'm not. I don't. I'm not good with tears. I'm so. good with tears. Oh, I'm so good with tears. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you? I'll, I'll, I'll make sure it's safe, and then you follow through. Yes, yes, yes. Check it out. Okay, so she creeps over to check out what's over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shannon the, still isn't... Still the bat, just in case. Shannon isn't getting up to investigate, because she's having a good time, but she has taken out a notebook and is writing a lot. 
All right. Um, little notebook. Nice. Uh, Heather takes a couple steps around to look. You see someone leaning up against um, this this little wall part here, kind of leaning up. They appear to be like crying into their fists as they're sitting here. You just hear just a cry. Hello. Are you all right? You speak and you see their form like stiffen a little bit and almost like hide more from you. Whatever it is, whatever has happened, it's going to be all right. We can help you. We're not infected. We're not monsters. Are you, are you all right? And I get like a little bit closer, still kind of motioning to keep the doctor behind me. Okay. Uh, you, you still just hear crying and it's just like sobs sobs and sobs and then as they begin like uncovering their face to look up at you they finally do they look up at you entirely and you can see in their eyes this is a this is a person this isn't a frenzied but you can see a chunk has been bitten out of her cheek and chin you can see her teeth all the way across on one side and you can see blood has just stained her shirt and she's just sitting there sobbing. Looks like will... you need some medical attention, honey. I'll get closer and crouch down right next to her. I have my, my like, I'm trying to look as, as unimposing as I can, but I have the two by four like hefted and I'm like at the ready. If the second I see her face, like I try to kind of fix my face to be as comforting as possible, which is not mm-hmm. very, unfortunately. That's just not, it's just not who Dewey is. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm kind of trying to like, just sort of casually like have it kind of like a baseball player, like have it kind of just, you know, my hands on it, like, oh, you know, and everything's fine. So I can defend the doctor if needed. Uh, and you see at this point too, Mason and, um, the other, the other man that was with you, Shannon, Mason and that man are kind of walking around as well to kind of check out what is going on over here. They both see. I'll get up and follow. Okay. Yeah, you're able to. The, the teens stay away. Like they're like kind of looking over, but they're not coming over. Um, so everyone's kind of, you know, surrounding this woman who just has a chunk of face missing and she's just sobbing and just looking over at all of you. Um, She seems to be able to like hear you and recognize what you're saying, but it's not stopping her sobs. She's just sitting there. You just see tears streaming down. Can you tell me your name? Just that one little word, just your name. Um, it's kind of hard to tell at first what she's saying from 
the gurgles and and it must hurt to move her mouth. Uh, but you're you're pretty sure she says Shelby. Shelby. It's a pretty name, Shelby. It is a beautiful name. Did you know that the name Shelby means willow? Beautiful. Try, try, try to stay, try to stay calm. I know you've got, you've got quite an injury there, um, but if you can just stay calm, we can maybe uh, dress it for you. How, how long have you had that? You, you kind of see her like squeeze her eyes shut as she's still just kind of trying to hold her face intact at this point. Um, you see her try to talk and, and she just winces in pain again, kind of stops for a moment. And then she holds up. Six hours. And she nods. I want to look over at um, Shannon, like, is six hours, like, too long? Like, is she about two? I don't know for sure that bites do anything. Do you feel any different other than the obvious pain that you must be in? You see at this point now, she's, like, eyeing every person and every weapon around and you see a little bit of fear in her eyes and then you see her just kind of like try to hide hide her face and her injury from you hey 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 you don't you don't have to hide we're just trying to be safe we have people here just trying to keep them safe but if you need something, we can help. And I pull out um, just like half a pill, like I break one of the pills in half um, okay. and I pour kind of like a cap full of water. Like I have a big like thermos. I pour like a cap full of water and hand it, hand it to her. That's, that, that's a good idea. It'll help with your pain. Uh, yeah, she's she seems to be able to resist the pain enough to at least get that down. Um, as that's happening, you can hear Mason and um, the other man, his name is Jacob. You hear them kind of whispering and talking um, behind you to each other. Um, Jacob is saying, what if it's too late? Mason is saying. We don't, we don't know anything yet. They kind of glance over at you. Look, all I'm saying is it's better to act now than to not have time to act later. Fuck. I mean, what you're talking about is the difference between self-defense and murder, so... This person, for all intents and purposes right now, doesn't seem to be able to overpower us. How tall does she look to be? Um, she looks like maybe 5'4". She looks young. 
I'm not saying she won't pose a threat if she uh, turns, but I mean, look at how many of us there are compared to just one of her. She's been like this for six six hours. Let's just wait it out. Let's just wait and see. They're freaking her out. I'm not saying we should drop our guard, but don't want to Shelby, her. would you like us to help you? Shelby looks up and and nods and is kind of glancing around at all of you. Um, there's definitely a there's definitely a like a look of shock and and fear both in her face as she's just kind of looking around. And you hear mumbling like she's like she's saying yes, please help me, but it's just not coming out correctly. Okay. So um, I will take her hand and then just look up at um, Shannon and Mason. Do we have do you have anything on you like gauze or anything that we could use to, to wrap her her face? We can we can use part of the tent. I tear like a strip off of uh, the bottom of my shirt. Yes, you don't. Cotton. You you don't want to use the tent. That's gonna compromise for others. It, it, here, and I have like um, I'm wearing like a button-down shirt that's kind of long, and I just like untuck it and just tore and I tear the bottom half kind of off <laughs> and hand it over to the doctor. Okay. So I'll you know sort of just like fall up a little bit and try to press it into the to the wound and then I have a thought and I just open up I open up the cooler real quick to see what's in it okay um you open up the cooler and it's beer beer hoping for liquor you know what I forgot I don't know about pouring beer into a wound so I'm gonna (laughs) leave that be but I'll give you one to drink as soon as I'm done okay (laughs) And then I just kind of start to wrap it around. Yeah. Uh, um, you you start wrapping this wound, and the moment that the cloth like touches the jaw, she starts screaming. You hear screams of pain just begin to echo out. Um, Heather, I'm gonna have you go ahead and actually make a. Um, I'll let you choose between dodge and strength. <laughs> um, I'll do dodge. <laughs> okay. And I got a 64 over 32. So it's exactly double. Okay. So what happens is you're like wrapping this around. The moment she starts screaming, it kind of startles you a little bit and you're knocked off guard just enough to where when she lashes out, she basically just slams her arm into you. You're kind of pushed back, um, like on your butt, basically, pushed backwards. And as she flailed slightly, she stands up. And as she's turning to try to just run from this pain, it doesn't make sense, but she's she's not thinking logically right now. As she goes to try to run from this pain, Mason immediately reaches out to try to stop her. As he reaches out, she just like slams into him again. She actually like scratches the side of his arm as as he is like pushed away. And then she slams into Jacob, the other man that was here. And you watch them, you watch them struggle for a moment. And then you watch both of them tumble off the side of 
the rooftop. Oh no. You hear the scream and then nothing. I run up to the edge. Yeah, you rush over to the edge, you look down, you see both Jacob and Shelby. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't, I didn't know she would react like that. Hey, hey, hey doc, we did all we could. We did Mason. all we could. Yeah. You good? Yeah, you just see him staring at the spot in the rooftop where where they just went over. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Can I check his wound? Yeah. How um, deep are those scratches? Like not blood deep, drawn? just like enough to draw blood, but it doesn't. It's not like gushing blood or anything. Okay. You all okay? I'm looking at the teenagers, and they're like, "Yeah, what happened? What just happened? What the fuck just happened?" Don't look over the edge. Some, you understand me? Just unfortunate kids. What do we do? Uh, I, I just kind of sit down. We've got to try to get wait. the attention of whoever's in that building. We can't stay here. I mean, we can for a little no. while, I suppose. But that sound is definitely going to attract more of them. I mean, it was a loud sound, so um, we need to be quiet for sure. Because I don't know if you've seen, but I think some of them could climb buildings. Um, so, you doing okay, Dewey? You good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thought she was gonna be okay. Yeah. Thought was, she was gonna be okay. I was really hoping so. I was really hoping. I I really didn't, but I thought we could at least comfort her. You can't lose any more people. Mason, that- what's the what's the plan? What's the what's the plan? What are we doing? Look, as a group, we're more likely to make more noise. Maybe I can head over there. I can I can see if there's a a place in the fire escape where I can get in. I can let them know that we're coming and then I can come back and get you. Oh God. All right, I mean, I don't like it, but. Is there enough or is the distance between the two buildings close enough that there could possibly be something that they could put over the side that we could walk across? Like, if he made it over there, could he come and get us from the roof without, so he didn't have to go back outside? Um. I would say. Do you ask him that? Yeah, and, and Heather has this idea specifically because she was playing that Last of Us game as part of my research, and it was very scary, but. I noticed they used a lot of ladders and planks. A lot of planks. There were a lot of planks. And a lot of planks. A lot of plank dragging. Gave me a really um, unlikely view of what the apocalypse would be like. So many planks. <laughs> so um, many planks. 
Uh, Mason thinks about this though, and he says, Alec, Alec went to the roof. He said there was a bunch of stuff up there. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something up there we can, we can push across. I wasn't up there. I can check. I can check. And, and he seems to kind of be formulating like a plan in his head in silence for a moment, zoning out. Mason, Mason, how long yeah. do you think it'll take you? Uh, I gotta get down there somehow. And then I gotta cross the street and then I gotta but get- those things are in the stairwell. Yeah, I know. All right. So we got to get the things out of the stairwell. Or we got to find another way for Mason to go down. Right? Is that how we're feeling? Yeah. Does the fire escape go up this high? Um, kind of glancing around for the fire escape. The fire escape goes up to like the floor right below this one could potentially make it down to that, but it, it would probably be a little tricky, but it could Were there offshoots in the stairwell? So did it just come straight to the roof or did it go off on other floors? It went off on other floors. All right. I have an idea. We don't know how high they got in the stairwell. I could, I could go down, try to, as far as they are, try to get them to chase me onto the floor, out of the stairwell, and maybe Mason can squeak by. It'll still be a problem if you guys have to take the stairwell to get down, though. I have one thing, but it's, I could try, but it's, it's one in a million. I have a last ditch thing that would be like karmic justice or something or or the universe giving us help if it works. And if it doesn't, then we can do your plan. And she takes out the keys that she still has from Dewey and presses the alarm button on the off chance that this car didn't make it that far and could be loud enough to draw the frenzied away. I will say too that um, as Shannon was kind of making that plan, Mason does say basically like more to himself than to anyone else. How are you going to run from anything with your leg? And he's just kind of like trailing off it's like trying to come up with a plan and then push the button. There's no sound. Look, I... It's worth a shot. Dewey gave me some stuff. I'm feeling rejuvenated. I think I've got a lot of endurance. Survivability is not high. I don't like it. That's okay. I'm okay. It's okay. I'm quite fast. I could do it. Here's... I run marathons. Uh, I think I'm already dead. 
What do you mean? Were you I'll, bitten? I'll pull up my pant leg. <gasps> and I'll show the bite. Oh, shit. Why didn't you say anything? I didn't know it, I didn't know it meant anything. I thought it was... I thought it was just comic books or movies. I don't know. I thought it might be airborne. I, I don't know how much time I have. Um, so... I have got a lot of adrenaline after seeing that. I, I think I could maybe... I could maybe do it... Either way, I'm gone. So it's okay. either this or I, I go off the building too. We appreciate Jim. your sacrifice. Yeah, just... I need to tell you something. There are more atoms in a single grain of sand than there are grains of sand on all the beaches in the entire world. And what I mean by that is that existence is so tiny in the grand scheme of things. Everything that we think is big is little. And whatever happens, this experience is just one part of a greater experience. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. In the end, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I think I. I think I'm gonna do it. I think it's our only option. I don't think anybody I care about is still alive, or if they are, there's no way to reach them. So it's now or never. I think. I wasn't very useful in my day job, but maybe I can be useful now, so. <sighs> it was wonderful getting to know you. Yeah, thanks for the drugs. <sighs> All right. <sighs> I'm ready, I'm ready. Mason, fucking get these people out of here. You and Mason walk over to the door and he looks at you. You were great. Thanks for everything. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you. He kind of glances down at your notebook. What were you writing about? I was writing a poem for my mom. She wanted me to be a creative writer. She passed away a long time ago. Here, uh, why don't you take it? I don't know, burn it or something when things are better. Mason reaches out and takes it. He puts it into his pocket. And you see him kind of get ready to open the door and he glances back at, at Heather and Dewey and the three teenagers with you. I will be back. And he looks at Shannon. Are you sure? No, but let's do it anyway. Here, take that, that rare stone that I, I took back. And she places it in her palm. Take it, it's, it's good luck. Okay. Tuck it in my, my breast pocket. Mason 
takes a breath and you hear a just shaky, deep breath. And he opens the door. I dart in. I run. As hard, as fast as I can. You take off running. You hear the shriek, the, the one becoming alert that was right there at the door. You take off and it's following you. You begin running down the stairs. You feel just the slightest little twinge in your ankle, but you're able to keep running. You hear the shrieking, the light from the door that's open coming in through the rooftop. You can see the shadows of the frenzied sprinting after you in the stairway. You're sprinting down. As you're turning to sprint down the others, you can see them just piling down at you. There's three of them. You're running down. You can see Mason rush down and then dart through the door. You make eye contact just one final time as you're leaping around. Mason takes off. You continue running and running and running. Would you like to tell us how Shannon's story ends? Shannon is going to try to cut all the way across the building um, as far down the hallway as she can and with as much bravery ambition and adrenaline as she can muster she's gonna try to charge out a window and hope that they follow her out onto the ground yeah so you are rushing down this hallway you stop probably about i don't know 15 20 feet from the window itself and you glance back and you wait, and you're holding your position for as long as you can, your foot's tapping, you can feel the pain beginning to shoot up your leg. And you wait for them to be just close enough. And then you turn and you sprint for that window again. You throw your arms up so that your elbows go first, slamming through the glass. You push through, you can feel the air on your face. You can hear the wind passing your ears. And you close your eyes. And you can hear the frenzied ripping through the window behind you, screaming, flailing, and then pavement. The rooftop door closes. You hear the sounds happening inside. You can hear the window shatter. And then you hear silence. You hope Mason makes it down okay. I run to um, the ledge of the roof, like above where I heard the crashing of the window. Yeah, you rush over and you look down and you see them. You see the frenzied that followed Shannon down. I look back at everyone else and I say, don't 
Don't come over here. Um, Is it what I think? Yeah. Don't come over here. Um, Mason's got a solid chance. And I come back and I just sit down and take, kind of take a look at the teenagers and uh, pass them like a snack bar. I break it up into three pieces and I feed them. You hear the crack of one of those beer cans opening. (laughs) And Heather offers one to Dewey and then cracks another one and just glug glug. I pour a tiny bit out into the flower bed. Oh yeah, I'll follow suit when I see that. And then I, I chug it, I chug it until it's all gone. And the camera slowly pulls away from the scene as you sit on this rooftop, beaten and bruised more emotionally than physically at this point. And your head's turned to look over at the apartment complex. And you just hope that it's worth it.